So, Christina, uh, Christina Skillman, uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself and just tell us a bit more about who you are and, and what you do. Uh, my name is Christina Skillman, and I am the CEO and Creative Director of Skillman Video Group. We are located in Boston, Mass. Um, we are a boutique ad agency that specializes in creating video content for B2B companies. Excellent. Okay, so you, you, obviously as a market, well, as a business leader, um, you're well placed to actually have a, an understanding on where people are right now, and obviously what potentially can come down. So obviously in this negative mindset, I'm trying to sort of create something that's a little bit more positive, a little bit more future-proof and, and thinking down the line, even though perhaps a lot of people can't necessarily think in those sort of terms right now. Right. Um, the way that I've sort of been looking at some of the content that we we we're looking at is what our intention is. So from a business point of view, probably from a nation point of view or a community point of view, um, then looking at the obstacles, the, the joint obstacles, the global obstacles, what everybody's facing right now, certainly uncertainty. Yes. And then perhaps putting a plan together about how we can all move forward with this one. And if you yeah. put that through a filter of your experience, uh, obviously as a business person, as a CEO, as obviously as a leader, uh, and working within the content creation field, um, yeah, I'd love I'd love your insight into that one. So, if you want to talk a bit about the the intention at the moment, what the vibe is, and and we can take it from there. Well, I think we are all in uncharted waters at the moment. So, yeah, I think we all need to give ourselves a collective break here and realize that none of us have any control over the situation. I, I don't know of anyone who really saw this coming. Yes. Um, and that is perfectly natural to feel some anxiety when you are in a situation where you don't know the end game. I mean, we don't, nobody does. I don't, even the experts don't really understand what's gonna happen and when it's going to happen. So that kind of leaves us all in a place of limbo. And so, we need to give ourselves that grace to say that that's okay. Um, but we need to be careful and, and make sure that we don't stay in a place of anxiety because that will truly stop us from being able to solve this problem and to see where there are opportunities even now, even in this place where we have collectively kind of been put on pause, right? We can't yes. go forward, but we can't go back either. Yes. Well, that's an interesting word. You, you, you said that yesterday about the, the, the word pause. Yes. And actually, I, I was thinking about that for, for part of the evening last night and then part of the day today. It is, it's different from 2008 with the financial crisis to yes. now because arguably, without getting political, you could point the finger at a certain group of people that may have, have done this and, and perhaps yes. were, were careless with it. Yes. Right now, everything's on, on hold. It doesn't matter if you're at the top end of the spectrum or the low end yes. of the spectrum. There's lots of uncertainty, but it is a pause. Yes. Now, that might be beneficial for all of us, that when we do come out of this one, it's not a case of we've got to start again from scratch. It literally was a bit of a breather, a bit of a break before we can start moving things forward. Things will be different for certain. Yes. Um, but I like that mindset that you've, you've got in terms of this is a pause and the fact that we should be giving ourselves a break and the grace to say, let's take stock. Let's actually reevaluate where we actually are as, as a community, as people, as, as a world. Uh, and then regroup and move forward i think there are going to be major changes though i mean what, what's your thoughts on what's going to come after in terms of the plan should we say um 
Well, I, I don't have a crystal ball any more than anyone else does. So, I, you know, nope. I, I, I hesitate to be an economist or to try to make predictions right now because then I'm yep. falling into the same trap that every media pundit I think is trying to be right now. Um, yes. But I do think that we are in a very unique time in history uh, where everyone in the planet just about is experiencing some fallout from this. Yes. I don't remember anything like this in my lifetime. No. This is not impacting just one region of the world. This is literally a global problem. Um, And so I do think that as business leaders, we we do need to be aware that this COVID-19 is, in my opinion, attacking the business community just as much as it is attacking our public health. I agree. So we as business leaders really have a choice Uh, and we need to be smart uh, because eventually this thing is going to end. It, it, it will. Um, We cannot predict how soon, but it will be. And we cannot afford to be tone deaf here. We cannot afford to not see the season that we are in and to respond appropriately. Yeah. And by that, I mean, I keep receiving these sales emails from, you know, businesses and they mention absolutely nothing about COVID-19. They don't ask me how I'm doing. They don't, it's as if business as usual and I, I can't hit delete or hang up the sales call fast enough because you're tone deaf. I mean, talk yeah. about a lack of emotional intelligence. Really? Yeah, I've, I've had a few myself. It's an interesting concept because I look at this, I'm trying to sort of be, or play devil's advocate and in, 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 in look both both versions of it. I completely agree with you. I think it is tone deaf. I think it's almost a bit like, really? You're, you're trying to sort of business as usual. Yes. And as much as you'd like to think that or would hope that that's the case, and it may it's get not. back to that point in the future, it's not right now. Not, not right now. Um, and I know we spoke briefly yesterday, you know, the, the humanizing of where we actually are, getting rid of the, the tone deafness and then looking more of a, but we should be working closer together. Okay, post social words in terms of obviously the social distancing, but we should be working, not only just with clients, but people that we've got proximity to, to say, well, how can we make this better for everybody? Um, and then get rid of the, the uh, us two type of a, 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 an approach where it's like, like you said yesterday about working in a corporate office and trying to put on this portrayal of, of success and we're bulletproof when it comes to this. And you know, taking uh, video calls, we're making content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, expand on it. I mean, just for the tone deaf as a concept, expand across that, across that in terms of how you see it and what you think the, the solution to that for businesses and, and other people moving down the line. Yeah, for anyone who has any content that was perhaps scheduled out going back as far as January or beyond, I really think we need to be put that content on hold. And I'm speaking as a content marketer right now. Yeah. Um, we need to be reaching our audience where they are at. And our audience right now could be our current clients. These could be past clients. These could be employees or these could be shareholders. Yep. Um, but this does not mean that they don't want to be hearing from you. Uh, otherwise, you're going to look like you're completely out of touch if you say nothing during the season. Yes. I, I also think that our clients are dying for human connection. So, and I'm going to speak about video specifically, you know, 
there is no other medium that we have available today that can give someone a sense of having met you uh, without having to actually be in the room other than video. A photo yes. can't do it. An email can't do it. Uh, video just tends to have that kind of emotional connection with your audience built into the technology. Yes. However, and I'm speaking as a video content agency right now, I cannot send a crew out to do a video for you. I cannot, right? right? Nope. Because of the situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, I think to have a shoot at a corporate office is again, at this season, completely tone deaf. Because yes. your audience is not in a corporate office right now. Your audience nope. is at home, which is where you should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when I see, you know, companies putting out content, obviously shot some time ago and it's in a corporate office or they're shooting a conference, I again think tone deaf because that is not where your audience is right now. So nope. we really need to be rethinking um, how do we do this when you're when you are video has more importance than ever because your audience wants to hear you and see you wants to have that human connection. Um, but content that was shot in the corporate office for this, this season is not appropriate. So I actually think this is okay during this season to be shooting videos in a home office or that kind of environment. I, yes, I, yeah. I actually think it's going to resonate so much better with your audience right now and make you appear more human and make you appear more likable as a person. Because guess what? People want to like and trust whoever they're going to do business with. And so if yes. they don't like you, they're never going to trust you. And if they don't trust you, they're never going to give you their money. So yeah, this exactly, is a yeah. very unique opportunity in the market right now. And I think it is okay to be using some of these technologies that are available to us, such as Zoom or Skype or any other number of, of platforms like WebEx, um, yep. to be shooting in our home office, but you still need to be saying something. And I still think the video medium can hold a lot of power right now in this season. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was actually captivated listening to that. Then I was thinking you've actually got a very good, a very good understanding about where we actually are. And I think one of the thoughts I've got is with, I'm looking at sort of our business uh, or our industry, because it's quite um, archaic in many ways. The tone deafness of certain people um, may come from, well, we've already shot it, let's just get it out there. Yes. Or they don't care or they're not, they're not necessarily focused on that because of everything else that's happened to them personally. Um, or it may be a case of, and I'm speaking about uh, our internal um, conversations, is, well, I don't know what to say, uh, you know, because nobody knows. And it's almost a case of, well, yes, but you don't carry that in as, as baggage because nobody knows. You've already said it as well. Even the experts. I mean, you, you, you watch news now, even though you shouldn't. They're contradicting each other. And it changes within, literally within moments. So you can have someone that has an expert in one particular area and they get caught out the next day because something else has been brought out. So I think people should be humanizing and should be sort of putting video content out there, talking to their client base, even though they're not necessarily clients right now, it may be remembered that, you know, they get it, they understand it. This is, it's good that they did this rather than being completely uh, anonymous or tone deaf. Yes. Everybody yeah. must have some content that is going to be valuable to your audience. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, 
from our point of view, because we work within the PPE industry, uh, so personal protective equipment. I don't oh know what you guys call it over there. Yeah. Yes, yes you must have um, a lot to offer right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is part of the problem. There's, there's almost like a kind of an imposter syndrome within uh, our leadership team where, because it's changing that fast and we've got people trying to buy masks, um, you guys are a few weeks behind us, allegedly. So mm. they're trying to buy a European mask to get over there. It's like, well, we've got a shortage here. You've got a shortage everywhere. Um, it's all up in the air. But I, th- I, I believe we've got something to offer. It, even if it's just to say that, look, we're working as tirelessly as we can to try and resolve this. Yes. Um, this isn't just a case of we're shooting the shutters and, and we're, we're disappearing into the sunshine. Um, I think a lot of people will resonate with the fact that it's a case of, look, we're all in the same boat. You know, there are frontline workers now, nurses, doctors, yes. police, fire office, uh, ambulances. These are all actually at the sharp end and they will always be. That's part of their job. But there is also, and you've already touched on this, the business aspect behind it. You've got critical business infrastructure that needs to have the equipment, needs to have the capability that when they come out of this, they're not just going to limp out. They're going to come out yeah. stronger and able to thrive and survive with this. Yes, because this is going to concentrate a lot of businesses that that aren't going to survive this. There'll be some market leaders that will go by the wayside because they didn't adapt and pivot and and, yes. and change as much. There'll be people that cannot because they're leveraged up because of debts and, and liabilities that yes. won't be able to survive this. The rest of us have kind of got to pick up the pieces and go right. How do we move forward with the right message that's going to resonate with people and is actually going to get people to be thinking in the right way? Yes. When they've finished catastrophizing and, and the whole woe is me type scenario. And I don't mean that in a nasty way or a, a negative way. It's, it's, the, it's the stages of, of, of grief, I suppose, that people are now in yes. denial. Yeah. Then it, the acceptance, and then it just becomes, oh, well, I, I knew it all along. And then it's moved forward, the human yeah. condition, so to speak. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of positives. Um, I mean, are I you advising your clients? Or what, 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 how are you approaching this at the moment? Well, I think it is just wise business um, advice that we need to be communicating to our clients, if nothing else, that we are a safe harbor. Yes. Um, so that we're going to be here when this is over, that if there's any way that we could be of service, and we are really kind of trying to think outside the box in ways that we can go above and beyond for our clients now using you know the talents that we have to help with communication right um yeah what can we offer pro bono quite frankly yeah add value to people correct like extreme value and i think that's what we need to be thinking of as business owners how can we provide extreme value in this season how can we show our humanity by telling our clients we succeed when you succeed so how can we help you succeed and come out of this situation stronger than we went into it yes. if there's anything that we can be doing we want to know please tell us yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree more with that that's 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 perfect yeah um the thought process of that yes <laughs> as i say couldn't agree more so i mean wow there's a lot i mean we've gone for nearly sort of 20 minutes now i mean we can keep going if you if you've got some flexibility and some time or um sure is there anything else like you think i could help provide value as a content creator that you know questions you have or questions your audience might have well yeah i mean let me think off the top of my head um a lot of our clients at the moment are, are very 
they're they're sort of almost living day by day. In the UK, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of uh, workforces have been furloughed, which basically means they've been sent home, self isolation. You know, there isn't the work in certain offices. Yeah. Um, we've been impacted by that as well. Um, some of the, the the UK's largest retailer, for example, has got I think there's thirty different uh, huge warehouses that they have, as well as all the shops and and all the infrastructure behind them. Um, they went business as usual. Uh, and then the next day decided to sort of say, well, we need to sort of revise this because things are changing that fast. Uh, we're having inquiries for products that are RPE, which is the respiratory protective equipment, the face masks, the gloves, the glasses, um, the overalls, the, the surface wipes. And they're asking us to get these products or alternative products or products that can allow them to do the job, which they have to have as part of their normal operations. However, it's the same thing with the toilet paper type scenario. Um, they all, a lot, a lot of people or individuals or businesses decide to bulk buy or panic buy a lot of these yes. products. Which is now, crazy. This is, to this day, I don't understand that. It is. I mean, I, I, I've, tr- I've tried <laughs> It is crazy. We, again, if you look at it objectively, you go, toilet paper? Five days worth of food. You but can't eat months. it. <laughs> I know. It makes it, sense. Crazy. And it's not exactly a disease that is a dysentery nope. element to it. You're thinking... <laughs> True it's story. Like, <laughs> it's like big brain time. The, yeah. the best understanding I can get of this, and I'll try and be as succinct as possible, is the fact that, that, that people feel out of control. Yes. And, and, the, and the, the, the need to have some modicum of control. So if they walked in and could see six weeks or six months worth of toilet paper, they, in their mind, they might have been saying, I've got six, I'm set, I've got six months. Yes. Yeah. When in reality, if they were practically thinking, and this is where the emotions obviously ticked over and the the prefrontal cortex, the front part of the brain has, has obviously sort of shut down um, and the emotions has taken over and they're very reactive. They've just decided to order or, or pay for the, the toilet paper, not necessarily get the rice and pasta, but if they've seen someone buying lots of rice and pasta, they bought it as well. So it becomes very much herd mentality or sheep mentality where they've just jumped in and followed because they've seen a news article about it. I think we'll look back in a few months or maybe next year going, well, that was just crazy. But at the time, which is where we're living at the moment, it, it seems like the most rational, even though it's completely irrational when you think about it, for, things, yeah. uh, for people to do. We're impacted because people are trying to get these products to do normal operations. And at the same time, we've got some companies that are uh, customer-facing asking for full hazmat suits. Now, this mm. hazmat suit is literally if there's chemical spills. You know, you'd, you'd wear this if there was um, a sarin gas attack or heavy metals in, in the atmosphere or there's a spillage at work with, with toxic materials. And, and people working in supermarkets that are frontline facing with the general public are asking for these suits. Mm. And you're sitting there thinking, there's, there's a level of overkill here. Yes. And we're, and we're trying to advise them as best we can to say, what do you need this for? Um, so I, we feel comfortable and confident to a point to explain that you don't need this, you don't need that, or to reverse that round to say, actually it depends on what your requirements are. There isn't a one-stop shop or there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to this. What do you need these masks for? Do you need them because you're working with particulates in the air or do you need them because you've seen on a, a magazine or a news state that these are corona-protective? Um, it's, I think it's, it's, it's to get in front of the right people, and you've already sort of touched on this. They're at home right now. They're panicking but not panicking. They're trying to be optimistic, but thinking doom and gloom, because how do you not? Because you don't know what's going to come next week or next month or even tomorrow. 
So we kind of need to sort of put ourselves very much like what you've just said there as well about how do we work past this point? How do we work closer together? What can we do to add value and, and proper value? Not just, you know, I'll give you a bit of a tip, but as in literally, how can I help you get what yes. you need to do from this point? Yes. Um, you're in a fortunate position where you can actually get the best of their message, condense it down and actually get it to resonate out there. Hmm. Um, we've kind of got to sort of pick our battles as, as much as we can and try and advise them on the supply chain issue um, because that's changing uh, any given time. But I think the, the reassurance, but you also touched on something about the creativity as well, that this may stifle creativity. How can you encourage people to get past that point, to get them back into the thing, the, the work mode, so to speak, almost to take the mind off of the current situation? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real mindset battle. Um, you, you know, practically speaking, I would very strongly limit social media. I would very strongly urge people to limit how much news they even watch because I think we all are aware that, you know, I think you were calling it fear porn. Um, yeah. The media has a bias and the media's job is to scare us because that really means ratings. So, yes. And I have fallen into this trap. I am human too. Yeah, um, me too. We have to remember, again, go back to giving ourselves that grace, but we cannot stay there. So we don't have control over certain situations. You know, I don't have any control over how long this will last. I don't have any control how others are practicing social distancing or not practicing social distancing. Yeah. Um, I don't have how much, any control over how much toilet paper is in the store but I do have control over how I choose to respond, how I feel, what I think on, what I meditate on, because what we focus on expands. So yes. if we focus on fear, if we focus on lack, if we focus on what ifs, uh, you know, our mind, our, our lizard brain, our amygdala is going to take over. And that is just biology. Yes. So we have to kind of override that. And I agree. And be focusing on, you know, all the good things that we have going on, our family, our loved ones, the fact that we have a home to live in, the fact that we have food on our table, find something, the fact that the sun is shining today, whatever it yes. is, we have to choose gratitude. We have to choose gratitude right now. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, and then I think, you know, we have to be aware that there is something called the seed time and harvest principle. You know, some people might call it karma. Some people might call it the law of attraction, but the basis of it is we're all going to reap what we sow. So yes. we need to be make very careful what seeds we are sowing in this time of, of famine right now. Um, are we planning for the future? Are we believing that it's going to be positive? Um, how, what active steps are we taking that's going to help move the needle forward when this is over? Because again, it is going to end. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I hope that kind of gives you some idea of what we can be doing to start thinking creatively, because when we are in fight or flight mode, creativity is physically, biologically impossible. So we have to be doing things to get ourselves out of that. And I honestly, for myself can say, I've had to really stop even reading headlines. Yes. I have to really divorce myself from the media right now because it's, a, not gonna, it's not gonna help. 
exactly but that's a discipline that i think yes um i, I mean it's, it's an often used phrase ahead of the curve but i think you actually are you've already done the mental gymnastics you've already sort of recognized in a certain level of mindfulness that that you're going down a negative path or may go down a negative path and you need to sort of make sure that you're not going down a particular way the vast majority of people are sitting in front of cnn or fox news or sky news or bbc right now and they're falling into the trap of the what the media does where they're looking at getting clicks and views. Yes. And it's a case that this is just, it's an echo chamber. It's just a self-fulfilling prophecy or a doom spiral where people, yeah, I mean, this, the, 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 I suppose the last thing we can talk about is, you know, there's, if this isn't caught on in people's mindsets and they catch themselves, because we can't do it as much as the advice that we have to say, don't do this. People have got to realize it and discover it for themselves in order for them to move forward. This is a real a real threat and not not just from the uh, the health side of things but the, the the business and the economy side of things which then is going to have a detrimental effect on suicide rates on mental health rates on, on employment Serious. They're, they're, exactly yeah i mean again not making this political but one of the things that trump said was about the fact that the the cure is almost worse than the disease and it might have been interpreted many different ways the way i interpreted that was a case of what he said there and then was, if we shut everything down, this might stop it in, the, in a couple of weeks' time, but in three or four months' time or in six months' time, we're going to feel the effect that it's going to be detrimental much, much more than this can be. Now, again, open to interpretation, but that does have, that's one of my biggest fears with this, with the economy, where I'm hoping it is a pause, but if people can't see past this, and yes. they're, they're getting uh, cloudy or catastrophizing, it really needs to be, they need to think positive. It, it can't just be, I'm going to sit in front of the, the, the news for eight hours. I need to switch off. I need to do something that's productive, you know, talk to, to their client base and, and, and maybe use a social media in the right way. Maybe LinkedIn is the best way to do that because it is more of a professional atmosphere and it's less sensationalized or, or clickbait as, as much as Facebook would be to try and drum up some, uh, community spirit or some connection requests and, and something there that's that's more tangible for the long term well so. I want to say two things about that first of all I, I want to call this the what-if game because I think we yes. all can fall into that what-if game what if the world economy goes into a depression well what if it doesn't <laughs> right yeah, like, yeah what yeah. if it what if it bounces back in a month or two all right or by the fall what if it comes right back you know, what if, well, this, yeah. this, what if this disease comes back in September? Well, what if they find a cure? Yeah, yeah. What if? Or what if we get the preparations right this time? That's because right. Because we've already been forewarned, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Now, our, now our healthcare system has time. That's what the social distancing is about, is to give them time. Yes. So they're going to have time between now and September. So it could be a very different situation next fall. I want to say what if. And we need to be very careful what ifs we are speaking. And yes. When we hear someone give a negative one, we need to immediately counteract it with something positive. Because honestly, none of us know. It is just as possible this is over in two weeks as it is it's, it's going to be going on for a year. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's too many variables. What was the unknown unknowns, as, uh, as Rumsfeld once said, um, which he was right on, even though he was vilified for doing it. Um, there are too many unknown, unknown elements to this. And it could, you're right, in two weeks, this could have already burnt its way out, um, or it could be uh, around for another year. Or at least resolving. Like, we don't yes. know. That's the point. Like, we just yeah, don't yeah. know. 
And I also want to say like, you know, I know because I lived through, I was in business back then, the Great Recession, you know, one thing that I think the business community did wrong was they did go into fear, they did retrench, um, and they did stop spending money. And I'm yes. not telling anyone to be reckless or to spend money you don't have. But I do think like going back to my earlier point that COVID-19 has attacked the business community just as much. And yes. I think that's what Trump is talking about. It is yes. attacking the business community as much as it is attacking our public health. And so we have to be addressing both things here. And business, the business community really needs to come together and figure out ways that we can support each other. I agree, totally. Because to quote Ben Franklin, we're either going to hang together or we are going to hang separately. And I, for one, rather hang together. <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah, uh, yes. That was a great way to end. That's fantastic.